You're listening to the Innovation Made Easy podcast with Chiara Covone, episode number 25. Welcome to the Innovation Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Chiara Covone, with 20 years experience on my back climbing the corporate ladder. And I'm here today to unfold insights of leadership wisdom to help you achieve success both at work and in life. Are you ready to create your own success story? Then let's dive in. Hello everyone and happy Wednesday or happy whatever day it is that you're listening to this episode. So today I want to talk about how to disagree with somebody and this is really an important topic for me because I have been a conflict avoider for um, quite some time in the past and and I think it's such an important topic to be able to face conversation and discussion and arguments when you are in meetings and I always say that meetings are the opportunity to extract the wisdom of the team and if there is no conflict management and no discussion and conversation often you're actually missing out on extracting that wisdom. But it's not so obvious to sit in front of colleagues, sometimes more senior or sometimes with people that you're not so comfortable with or or the opposite or with people that you're too comfortable and that you always agree with and therefore if there is something that turns up um, where you're not in agreement with how important it is to actually raise the concern, raise your point of view and and find a common agreement. Or actually, sorry, not find a common agreement, but land to a solution that is greater than the starting point, because that is really the point of um, having a constructive conversation with somebody. So how do we go about disagreeing with somebody? And so, I mean, the premise is that often we're not very good at it. (laughs) But I consider myself now a master of conflict management um, because I've learned so much around the starting point and the the interdependence and all of some uh, other concepts that I'm going to get in a moment. And what I still see a lot is people really getting agitated and stressed when they are disagreeing with somebody on a topic that is close to their heart. And I just want to tell you that you can have a conversation with someone and completely disagree about something and you still respect each other, right? You still can work together and still stay calm and peaceful and enjoy all of the things. And I'm talking about having a a tough and important conversation about something that you care because of course it's very easy to completely disagree about something that you have very little interest about. Um, it's much more challenging to have um, that type of conversation and confrontation on a topic that that is something close to your heart, you know, something on, the, on a specific project you're working on, uh, politics or other things that uh, we know we can be very <laughs> uh, involved in. And and so what I would like to talk about today is how to have that conversation without getting upset, without getting mad, without getting irritated, without having that, you know, emotions in our, in our, 
in our stomach that pressures um, put pressures in us. So let's think about it. Why do we have such a hard time disagreeing uh, with other people and still be able to stay calm? Why do we feel like we either need to make the person agree with us or you know just repress that conversation, stop talking about that topic? And it's incredible that we have a hard time having different ideas about things and we cannot have calm conversation about our disagreements without trying to convince each other to change their mind. I see that so often that we want to convince people to think the way we think. So I would like you to think about the last time you had a tense conversation with somebody where they had a completely different opinion than you and you actually did not try to change his or her mind. You didn't try to have them see it your way and you just let them have their opinion. I was coaching a client recently who has a conflicting relationship at work with a colleague and there is always tension between them. They work in different departments and they've gotten to a point where he avoids meeting this colleague and doesn't want to talk to this person because they disagree on tasks and responsibilities. Why is it so hard to hear other people's opinions on something if we're disagreeing with them? And instead of allowing other people to speak and hear where they're coming from and understanding their ideas, we shut them up, shut them down. And you know, we run, the, run away from them or, or we argue and we judge them. So, so I'm sure you have experienced that yourself, right? You have two people or you are working with uh, another department and, and there is this tension between agendas and between expectations. And so what I would like to offer here is to have a thought about, you know, what if you said to your colleague, tell me everything. I want to understand all of your ideas. I really want to deeply understand your theories, everything that you're doing. I want to hear everything about where you're coming from. And maybe ask you some questions about you know, then this specific task. So you're really opening up to listen to this other person for understanding, right? I always say, listen to understand and not to respond. It's a very different way of listening. And so it's important to remember that your colleague is not upsetting you. This is really fundamental principle. It is your brain, it is your thoughts that are causing you to be upset about the situation. Your thoughts about what he or she is saying upsets you. The words that the other person says are completely neutral in itself. Words can't upset you until you have a thought about them, until you disagree and you make them, those words mean something for you in this case, it could be something that irritates you, that causes you to, be, to feel irritated. This is a really fundamental piece. Words are neutral. You're going to load them with your thoughts. And that's what then results in you feeling upset or you feeling irritated about this other person's opinion.
I want you really to think about that because this is super important. Take the power back. You are the ones that is causing you to feel upset. It's not the other person. Now, can you disagree with your colleague and still enjoy working with that person? Can you disagree with your colleague and still hold space for this other person's opinion? And do you want to do that? Because when you ignore the other person or avoid this person, you're ultimately just saying, I don't want to know what's true for you. I don't want to know what you believe. I don't know what's on your mind. I just shut you down. And I only and I want to only know what's on my mind, what I believe. And if you don't believe the same as me, then I don't want to hear your ideas. So it's really powerful to ask ourselves, why is it so hard for us to be with someone who doesn't share our, who doesn't share us in values and beliefs and thoughts? And why is it so hard for us to hear those things that are the opposite of what we think? And the reality is that we think we're right. We know we're right, right? We can only know what we believe. And our brain is telling us, you're right, this person is wrong, right? It's very dichotomic. <laughs> and this is really what coaching opened the world for me. Because I coach all sorts of different people from whatever in the world on very different topics. And when you coach someone, your opinion, my opinion, doesn't matter. It's not relevant. My opinion when I coach somebody, my ideas about what should or shouldn't be done are not for them. They're not for my client. Those are my thoughts. My thoughts are for me. And my client's thoughts are for my client. I can help you see what your mind says. I can see you into your mind. I can help understand where you're coming from. And I can offer different thoughts that you want to can make, you know, you want, might, might want to consider to think. But ultimately, what you do, what you want to do, and what was, what's true for you, is for you to discover and change if you want to. It is not for me to force or have an opinion about or you know, be upset about. And so because I hear so many different things and I hold space of non-judgment, it actually makes me a much better communicator. Because I can use those skills into, my, into the rest of my life too. So I can disagree with somebody today on something and still stay there with them. I don't have to you know, run away, storm off. I can allow for opinions and ideas and thoughts about things. And I actually am so curious about other people's opinion about things. So when I understand why somebody is the way they are, it is so much easier for me to understand you know, to be much more open and, uh, and hold space for differences for all the individuals, all the personalities, including myself, actually. So if somebody comes to me with, you know, an idea that I don't agree with, a moral idea or an ethical idea that I don't agree with, but I understand why they have that idea, where they're coming from, 
you know, it might be from their cultural background, what they've been taught, what, it, what they've experienced that made them come to that position and that, to that belief. It's just so much easier for me to still accept it and allow it and be curious and understand. But if I shut them off and judge them, then there is no influence. There is no conversation. And so I have so many different conversations with, with friends and uh, people where I don't disagree with them on something and they then present, present their idea and they present to me why they believe differently. And sometimes I'm like, oh, right, that makes total sense. I absolutely understand. I really try to follow their, their thought. That's really, to me, pure empathy, putting myself in their shoes. Sometimes you know, I might change my mind and agree with them. Sometimes I don't, but I at least understand them more. So there is space for me to be in a relationship and disagree with someone, somebody and have them have completely different opinion. And I can be connected to that person with that disagreement. So here are some suggestions for how we can disagree with somebody. It's um, something to practice, um, but it's really fascinating and really brings you to the win-win uh, solution. So first of all, you need to know what you believe and why you believe that. So you have a thought that is a belief and I'd like you to explore where do you think that belief is coming from? And I would like you to like your reasons quite deeply. So you need to understand why you believe what you believe without thinking that that is a universal truth. And this is really fascinating for me because people think that they believe what they believe because that's just how the nature of things is, because that's like a universal truth. And that's not the case. You believe what you believe because of your history, your experience, your education, your background, and your decisions about what you want to believe. And sometimes we believe a thought and we rehearse this thought for such a long time that we think that's just the way it is, that's just the truth. And I want to offer you that this is still a thought you have. And just because you have practiced that thought for such a long time doesn't make it any more true than if you had just thought it a moment ago. So it doesn't make it right or wrong. I just would like you to be aware that whatever you decide to believe, it's your choice and you have a choice. So pick a thought, pick a belief, and see how strong you believe it and like your reason. So you are faced with a difficult conversation and a conflict where the other person has a very different opinion than you on how to deal with something. So the first step is to listen and ask questions and try to understand why this other person 
believes what they believe. And now when you ask the question, why does somebody, that is always a difficult one. It's a very direct question and I wouldn't encourage you to ask it so directly because the response we tend to give when we ask somebody, why do you believe that? It gets very defensive and it doesn't necessarily reveal the true story and background of why this person believes. So, you know, you can ask more open-ended type of questions about, tell me a little bit more about it or explain it to me as if I was a little kid. Um, but really, not with arrogance, but with a lot of curiosity. Try to be fascinated. I rephrase, be fascinated. We don't try here, right? We, we do things, we're not trying to. Be fascinated by the other thought. And, and so really understand where this person is coming from, what makes them believe that thought, where they told about it, where was the source coming from, you know, just really being curious as if you wanted to be convinced about it. Just be curious. And because when we are curious, genuinely and honestly, then we really have the opportunity to understand them. Versus if we are with our mind focused on our thoughts, the way we're listening to the other person is biased. And we're only gonna pick on things that will confirm our own hypothesis. This is really how our brain works. So the, the more you are careful and attentive and paying attention to it, the more you will actually really be open to listen to this other person. You want to understand them. You don't want to believe them. Okay, so tell, ask them to tell you everything. And when you listen, really hear. And if you notice that somebody is talking that, and makes you, you know, feeling agitated, you want to really look at yourself and understand what is the thought that you're again thinking that might prevent you to listen it carefully. So you have to really leave your judgment out of the room for some time and be open to just notice and listen to everything this other person says. And that's why I'm saying it, it takes practice because you have to develop that self-awareness around your own behavior and your own thoughts. And you really, you have to pick on you when you notice that you are into judging, into evaluating, into confirmation bias and looking for evidence for your own belief versus really trying to be in front of the person with a lot of love of compassion and compassion. So that's step one. Step two is knowing that if you're listening and even if you're hearing and nodding and understanding, be very clear with yourself that this does not mean that you are liking and agreeing with them. And so, and this is really something you might need to see to for, for your own sake, because sometimes when you are particularly in business conversation, you don't want to be giving the impression that you're immediately giving up on your own position. So you might need to say, listen, I don't agree with what you're saying, but I just want to understand why you're saying it. 
So it might be important for you to say that, particularly when it's peer-to-peer -peer relationship. So you don't give this imp the impression um, that you're agreeing directly and you know that you're just giving up because this really doesn't make the conversation constructive as we want it to be. So you can say, listen, I don't agree. Um, I don't think I agree with you. I think I might have a different opinion about this, but I just want to understand your opinion. So keep, please keep talking. So this is really just a very good way to stay in your space, but still allow for the other person to have that opinion without loading it with tension and conflict. The other really, really important thing that I'd like to point out here is that we, don't, we want to separate the person from, from what he or she is doing. Yeah? So there is the person who he, he or she is, and there is the person who what he or she does. Yeah? So here we are in disagreement, in disagreement um, with somebody because they're saying something, because they're acting in a certain way. That doesn't have anything to do with what the person, who the person is. We, we always say in, in, in the world of corporate, right, don't take it personal. And I think what this sentence means is that I'm not judging you as a person. I'm having a conversation and we're discussing about something we believe, something we say, something we think, something we do. It's not about you, who you are as a person. I think this is so important to differentiate those two. But I sometimes feel that when you say you oh, don't take it personal, you know, people will get even more irritated. <laughs> so I think it's really interesting to, to, for you to be aware that we're not judging the person for, what, for who he or she is, but we are having a conversation around what this person is doing, thinking, feeling. So you can disagree with, with what somebody has done or how some, someone you know, is behaving. Um, and still really have a total respect and total compassion for this other person, total awareness of that person. So give yourself permission to listen to someone without believing that that means that you're agreeing with them. So sometimes we are having this proud fight, pride fight. And this is also why at the beginning of these steps that I mentioned, I asked you to really be sure that the reason you're arguing with this person, with the other person, is not a pride game. That you're not doing it just because you want to win that game of conversation, in the conversation. So the fact that you are listening doesn't mean that you're agreeing with this person. You're hearing somebody is not the same as agreeing with them. And we said you might want to explicitly um, state that during the conversation. So the third step is to notice how you're feeling, how you're feeling and what thoughts are causing you to feel that way. So if you feel yourself tightening and getting upset and feeling like you need to advocate um, for yourself or you feel like you need to, to raise your voice or resist what they're saying in that moment, I would like you to just notice that and give yourself space. In the world of the act 
um, like which is acceptance and commitment therapy, we talk about allowing that emotion, give them space, expanding on that emotion. And by doing that, by allowing and noticing what you're feeling, you also give the, the other person some more space to speak without you to immediately react upon your own feelings. And give yourself some time to witness your own thinking, which is really fascinating, right? You become this observing mind that I talked about also in the last episode. You're observing you that looks at yourself and observes how you're thinking. And then choose how you want to respond. It's not about reaction. We don't want to let our emotions take over. Make your decisions about how you want to respond to what you just heard, to what you just understood. And sometimes you might just want to say, you know, now I'd like to share my opinion and see what you think. I think it's also really important sometimes to really encourage the other person to do the same exercise, to mirror back what you just did. And many times when we disagree with someone, we don't want to tell them that we disagree with them because we are afraid that they will judge us as we have judged them. So this is really where you have to have a lot of self-awareness of yourself and self-compassion for your own for yourself, that you are very open about putting your ideas and your thoughts out there without having any problem in allowing the other person to judge you if they want to. If you can practice hearing other people's judgment about you, if you actually let them judge your ideas, your thoughts, your level of confidence and power and strength in the world will actually go up tremendously because it prevents you from trying to control people or manipulate them or change them. And you will just let them be who they are. And when you let people be who they are, they will, see, they will feel safe with you. And that's when you maybe can have some influence on sharing your ideas with them. That's it. Now, I'm not saying that every time you share your ideas with somebody, they're going to see it your way and agree with you. So that's not something you should expect as an outcome of this. Especially if you have that as an agenda, it most likely won't work, right? If you're going into that conversation with an aim of manipulating and convincing them, most likely it's not going to be authentic. It's not going to be successful. But when two people can have a conversation, when you can have a conversation with somebody you're disagreeing with that is not full of emotion and intention and isn't reacting and, and there is some disagreement, healthy disagreement, there can actually be some enlightenment there. So I'd like you to try it out and see what you think. Pick up somebody in the office you know you're not very um, aligned with, somebody that has a different style and perspective from you, and, uh, and see how it works. All right, my friend, have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, 
Do you want to succeed at work while living your best life? Great. Then come over to my website, chiaracovone.com, as in C-H-I-A-R-A-C-O-V-O-N-E, and grab a free copy of my morning routine resource. It will get you ready for your best self every day in 20 minutes only. Thank you for tuning in and I will be talking to you next week. Thank you.